Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening. So glad, so very, very glad you decided to put this in your ear. It might be today. Yep, that's right. We're live. It is, in fact, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. August the 7th already, 2021. But you might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be listening to the podcast. You might be listening on demand from supertalk.fm, wherever you are and whenever this is. Thank you very much, because guess what? Gardening is appropriate all the time. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama. This is a great opportunity for us to talk about your plants and my plants and the ones, frankly, that we'd like and the ones we don't like so much, because there are a lot of both of those out there at this particular time of year. I'm happy to say that I have been watching the uh, Madagascar periwinkles just come into full tilt, beautiful bloom here in front of the building where the radio station is. And, of course, it's summer. So black-eyed Susans are all over the place. Both of those things are very, very different. So how come they do so well all at the same time? Well, we can talk about that. We can talk about the fact that I have planted seedlings now for two weeks, and I've got basil coming up, but I'm still waiting on the parsley. Hmm, it can take two weeks, but if it's not showing up today, I'm probably going to go in and seed on top of it just in case I planted them a little too deep or maybe, I don't know, got them too wet. Who knows what I did, but I've been trying, and that's really what gardening's all about. I have a lot of education. I have a lot of ed- experience in this field, horticulture, gardening, a little bit of agriculture, and uh, a whole boatload of life. So if you want to talk about it, please join me right here on the air, 888 at this particular point in time, you will have an opportunity to ask a question, get an opinion, or even express one, because this program is, in fact, gardener-driven. We do also have, of course, the CSPAR text line, 601-879-4395. Go ahead. Fire it up. Tell me everything. Jay from the Res says, why does the grass cut differently when you pull as opposed to pushing the mower? Well, it's the same reason, I, I, I'm, I'm not being facetious, it's the same reason why if you whittle a piece of wood going away from you with the sharp blade, it's different than if you push it away from you using the back side of it. Your lawnmower blade is sharp, but it's intended, it's sharpened in a particular direction. So yes, it will cut differently, still cut, but it'll cut differently going the other way. Um, it, 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 it's a good point to remem- remind you if you've not already done it. This is a good time of year to raise that mower height one notch. Your grass has been cut at the same level since whatever, you know, April at least, maybe sooner depending on what kind of lawn you have. And this this time of year, those grass blades have been cut at approximately the same point, so they can get a little frayed. It makes it more difficult for them to get a nice green color. It makes it a little bit more difficult for them to grow back. And if you haven't sharpened your lawnmower blade this summer, you're actually bending them and ripping them. You're not actually cutting. So take care of those two things. 
sharpen the blade, raise the mower notch, mower one notch. That would be a good thing to do. So that's what we can do here with the C Spire text line. When you call the Super Talk call line, of course, you will talk to Daniel first. He will ask you who, what your name is or what name you'd like to use. You don't have to use your own name. You know, we we can all be Bill today if you'd like, <laughs> whatever you want. If you don't give us your name um, on the the text line, we give you one. But you have to give us some kind of name to call you on the phone line. And, of course, where you're calling from, a little bit of information about what your question is. And I will appreciate that. That helps him. You know, his job is, as in addition to spinning 16 plates in the air at one time, is to call screen. That's one of those plates. And so you, you, need, you have to understand that. Oh, I don't know. If if you should manage to get past him and say something untoward to me, you'd be in trouble. He wouldn't, but you would. <laughs> so pay attention. Be nice. Now, listen, here's the top of the news. You're not going to want to hear this. <sighs> Eating more plant-based foods, a plant-based diet, that is to say, the three veg without the sausage, okay? The, the the whole business of plant-based food has to do with plants. What we're talking about on um, the portfolio diet in this case is a plant-centered diet both during young adulthood is associated with a lower risk of heart disease in middle age, something to look forward to, frankly. Middle age is wonderful. You don't have to feel as dumb as you did when you were younger, but you also need to be healthy. So take care of yourself when you're young. Long-term study, about 30 years of follow-up. And then another study also being reported by the American Heart Association with 15 years of follow-up found that more plant-based diet has a great benefit to, well, shall we say, women of a certain age. That would be my age and even a little younger than me and a little older. Um, it has to do with lowering cholesterol. That's called the portfolio diet. So this partic- these two studies, um, the American Heart Association diet and lifestyle recommendations, have always suggested overall healthy dietary pattern that emphasizes a variety of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy, skinless poultry and fish, so forth and so on, nuts and legumes, um, non-tropical vegetable oils, limited consumption of saturated and trans fats, of course, that's what we don't want to hear because we all really like trans fat and saturated fat. But you need to pay attention to this and to remember. Now, these were not vegetarians that they were testing. They say that very clearly in the study um, abstract that I'm looking at. It's real important to know these were people that ate some of everything. But it was beneficial to have plant emphasis. Now, here in the southeastern part of the United States, our world is not on fire. Our world is not freezing. Our world is not even really boiling at the moment. It's the perfect time to start growing some food. If you haven't done it already, grow some vegetables. Full stop. Just do it. And I'm here I'm here to help you, of course. So it's real good for you to know about. The American Heart Association does not publish these things randomly. Okay? And I will talk about this even more as we go forward. The nutritionally rich plant-centered diet is good for you. So there it is. I really like the idea that they make – it seems to me that back when I worked in the world of nonprofit, no one ever made full statements. But I'm happy to take what they're telling you and make a full statement. Eat more vegetables. Full stop. Oh, Brenda from Brandon, that's lovely, lovely, lovely. 
This is just so pretty. She's she's the nice lady with the poinsettia that's about to take over Brandon. It's great. It's gorgeous. But today it's 4 o'clock, and they're beautiful. I love the little variegation. It's a real bright pink and a white white petal. Really, really very pretty. Very, very nice. I, I'm, I like 4 o'clock. I realize there are people who feel like they're kind of bullies, but that's why you give them their own space in the garden, okay? Um, they're not going to be able to bully anything if they're in a, on an edge or a corner where hardly anything else grows and they can reseed themselves most happily and stay there. <laughs> you know, come on now. All right, now, I know that we have gotten accustomed in the last period of time to having our temperature taken with a device on our forehead. Over the, 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 the years, we have come to all sorts of devices and sensors and, and well, um, blood oxygen on my finger. You know, you can the, the, the doctor will put that on for one of your tests, all these sorts of things. It's things that we do now that are just so simple and so quick and so fast. We've now got a thumb-sized device, my friends. The American Chemical Society tells us that, that researchers have constructed a absolutely portable, yeah, Thumb-sized device that detects hydrogen sulfide. And in case you didn't know, that's what makes your breath smell so bad at times. <laughs> Nobody wants that. The years of the uh, breath spray in the bottle and the Tic Tacs and all of those things, what was that, Banaka and Tic Tacs and all those things, those are still very, very popular. But there are some things beyond just an awkward situation that can be understood when your breath is terribly smelly. You might be sick. And one of the reasons that we need to be able to test this is because you can't smell it yourself. So this device will help, maybe not so much in social situations, but certainly in the the necessity to understand a little bit more about what's going on with you. Um, There are several different things that they can be picking up, and it's real important that, you know, 86% of the time um, they were able, this thing worked, so they were able to determine the levels of sulfur dioxide and several other compounds, actually. One of the things, of course, that that causes really bad breath is dental trouble. And so you might not be willing to show somebody your teeth, but you might walk up to your other doctor and they would recognize that you really needed to go see a dentist. So those, that's one of the things. But there are other things, too, just stuff that you need to know about. A real-time bad breath analyzer. I've been to parties where that would have been very helpful. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call line. The ceasefire text line is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Improving the air quality around uh, everything is always a good idea. I talk about it here all the time. We, this particular time of year, right now, is um, and, and, and and I hope you've already done it, but. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. It's time. Prune your roses. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're going to prune everything except for the roses that bloomed once, the climbing roses that bloomed once, or the shrub roses that you know only bloom once that you already pruned after they bloomed. Leave those alone. But your reblooming roses and your hybrid teas that are the ones that you grow for the real thick stem so that they can become a cut flower, all of those need to be pruned now. And part of the reason we do that is for better flowers, of course, and more of them. But the way we get there is also through better air circulation around those plants. If you've ever had good old-fashioned black 
spot on rose leaves where the leaves turn yellow and have black dots on them, you will notice that the if the plant is susceptible, not all roses are, but a lot of them are. And if the plant is just bushy, bushy, full of nitrogen, full of leaves, full of foliage, that's the one that's going to have more of it. So it's something to consider. You, we, we prune for air circulation, and we also prune um, because, frankly, we get better flowers that way. But in this particular study, improving air quality is showing that it, it can also improve cognitive function, and that's really great. They've been reporting uh, last month the Alzheimer's Association International Conference was held both partly in person and virtually. So they, they had um, really good reports coming in. We've known, of course, that air pollution is bad for us overall, but the, the connection to the amyloid buildup in the brain is now something that they're able to document, and frankly, that's a problem. So air circulation for you and for your plants, really, really important. Oh, this is lovely. Um, uh, John, it's, uh, John tells me things, you know, John from Tallahassee has so many experiences that he shares with us on Saturdays. He's showing a picture of um, a, a beautiful, beautiful road west of Clarksdale. And um, he says that he used to spend a lot of time there until the Asian carp made it dangerous to uh, go at any speed on the water. And we've seen those pictures. Um, it's one of those things that, like so many things, when you know somebody that's actually had the experience, it really does come home. But there's, it's, you don't you don't have to have the experience to know that Asian carp are in the water, okay? Because we see videos, we see people, we hear stories, and oh my goodness, oh my goodness! One of the things going on in my garden this week that I'm happy to tell you um, is doing pretty well is getting after the gripe weed. <clears throat> gripe weed. Of course, it's also called chamber bitter. It's the little plant that's about, if you hopefully see it when it pop, first pops up, it's got some pretty interesting uh, resemblance to mimosa, but it is not a mimosa. If you look at it, even by the time it has full leaves on it, just two sets, it will have little yellow seeds underneath the, each one of those leaves that just, every, every leaflet, We'll have dozens and dozens of seeds hanging from it. You've got to get those out of your garden. If they're in the lawn, if they're in the flower bed, if they're just in the driveway, you've still got to get rid of them because if you don't, they're going to reseed and they'll be everywhere. Um, I do use the Preen Pre-Emerge Organic Weed Preventer because of the chamber bitter problem that I have in the front bed. And yes, I was I have less of it when I use the preen, but there's still some of it there, so you have to keep after it. Another one, of course, we talked about mulberry weed last week, and we also I think have been talking about a couple of the acalphas that are that are not the ones that we want to grow. That's what's so funny. Sometimes there's plants in that family that we really like. You know, there's things that are gorgeous, things that we enjoy having around, but then there's the one that we can't get to stop growing. And sometimes that's the invader, and that's actually the one that can cause us a lot more trouble. I hope that when you are considering what to do with your time in your garden, you don't overlook the nightlife. The night-blooming cereus are are in beautiful flower this time of year. Um, I'm happy to tell you that the one that I have has been abundant. And it is not the hugest plant. One of the things that we talk about in Night Blooming Serious World is that the plants can sometimes be eight feet, you know, 
pause. This one's not quite that big, I'm happy to say. It's also not quite as fragrant. It, it is a, a thin petaled species, the hooker eye. So, uh, why are tomato worms eating my hatch pepper plants? This is from Ronnie and Prentice. He's never seen that before. Um, you know, I, I know that they are capable of doing that. I know, but, it, but you're right. It is not the most common of their choices. Fruit worms in general, though, are, this is their time. Um, it, it wouldn't, it, we usually don't see stink bugs on peppers either, but someone sent me a note about that with a picture of them on their peppers this week. So that's, a, it's a little bit unusual, but it's not surprising. Pluck them off, of course. Get rid of them. <laughs> And give yourself an opportunity to use some spinosad or a dipel dust, one of the things that you can continue to, to pick the peppers um, while you're using it. But I think it's just because there's something there to be eaten. If, if we don't have pest problems one place, we're certainly going to have them another. And I'm, I'm witnessing that right now. <laughs> I have the strangest... Um, little beetles. They're not Japanese beetles, although I guess they could be, but they're not. They're, they're in the roses, but the, they, they jump off. It's a very strange thing. They don't seem to be eating them. I just see them. So I went out, put a bag underneath the plant, and shook the plant and dropped them all in it and got rid of them that way. I will identify them eventually because I'm curious. But sometimes you just have to say, if you're eating the plant, I'm getting rid of you. If you're not eating the plant, let me take you here and see what you are. You might be doing me some good. Who knows? We can talk about this, that, and the other thing in relation to your garden because this is Weekend Gardening. remodeling an older home amazing propane is for you a propane tankless water heater a propane generator a propane gas grill and oven propane fireplaces even lighting propane such a versatile clean cost-effective source of energy for any home propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com to learn more Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Na, na, na. Ba, mba, babue, Zimbabwe. <clears throat> the broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South, Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to progressive today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We've worked with doctors to develop effective urinary tract health products. Just mix a packet of Eucora with water and drink it when you need support, like right after intimacy. Eucora is helping over 100,000 women stay healthy. Ready to join them? Get 30% off at eucora.com slash radio. That's U-Q-O-R-A dot com slash radio. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day Gonna be bright, 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 sunshiny day. I like when the music can give me the weather. Welcome into weekend gardening. We can talk about plants. We can talk about what's growing. We can talk about mm, what's blooming. At my place, that would be Vitex. Mm-hmm. That would be, of course, um, Vitex Agnes Castus, or you call it Chase Tree. I have to tell you, I still need to prune some more off of it, but there are so many bees on it every day that I just can't deprive them. There's too many branches. They grew too thickly. It's a beautiful tree, except that it looks kind of columnar at this point. Uh, and I just can't I can't bring myself to go in and, and reduce it. I'm, I will eventually, but not right now. Right now, every morning I walk out and you can hear it before you can see it. The, people say the cicadas are noisy. They are. And better have those too. But up in the front garden, um, the bees are, are actually 
louder than the morning traffic. So that's pretty cool. I like that. The Luna hibiscus are blooming. The blue, black and blue salvias are blooming, but they're not in enough sun, so i got to do something about that. Limelight, of course, continues to be beautiful. The banana plants are making bananas, I'm happy to say. In Zone 8, that doesn't always happen. And um, when it comes to those roses that I've been talking to you about, needing to prune them, I want to encourage you to appreciate and enjoy some of the more obscure ones. Caldwell Pink is one that is just impossible to beat. It's It's a literally inch side well maybe inch and a half um flower pink completely double and it just blooms and blooms and blooms and blooms and blooms because it comes from a plant that was found by the texas rose rustlers and yes it as far as i know the nice lady's name was caldwell (laughs) so they named it the caldwell pink rose and that's the roses that they found that had not literally had been growing with no care from anyone and no concern but you can now buy those things and Caldwell Pink is one of my favorites it should be one of yours too it's an easy one I have another climbing rose that is not easy to control at all it if if you know um, anything about roses you know that some of the climbing roses have really small leaves that are very very shiny and this is one of that sort um, the the other I think of there there's several ones. Red Cascade is one that does the same thing, makes a small, very shiny leaf relative to what other rose leaves look like. And in this particular case, um, this flower is pink. However, I don't know its name. I only know that it is the Coney Hatta Pink Rose because it came from the property next to the Coney Hatta Reservation, and that was a story given to me when I first got here when the rose was given to me. Um, it has already knocked down two trellises and now crawls all over the ground in my front bed. It's a very easy rose to grow and one that you should probably think about. Um, well, I got to say, Jeff, they look pretty comfortable. Jeff's in Hattiesburg. Um, the pups are, are in the wicker rocking chair. Thank you very much. Listening to Mama out by the shop. That's so sweet. They're cute. Would you think that Yale University would have very fancy studies? Well, you would think, wouldn't you? So... Why Why do they continue? They, I guess they've always been this, but it just seems like the studies that fall into my inbox um, end up being the ones about fruit flies. <laughs> and there's it's a big world out there in the fruit fly world. They're, they're very important. We all know about them. Now, but, but at the same time, how do we know which why, – why do flies go to one thing and not another? Okay. Why does the fruit fly pick this and not that? Well, it'd be in Yale. They had to make a very complicated way to trick the the flies into explaining what was better for them, what they wanted in their choices, what happened in their brain when they make those choices, which is kind of what we're trying to figure out with ourselves, right? They gave the hungry fruit flies a choice between sweet, nutritious food laced though with some with bitter with with quinine better bitter stuff and a less sweet but not bitter food containing fewer calories and then they watched their brains as it worked guess what it all depended on how hungry they are which you might have already thought what they're going to do of course is to take the the bitter taste to get more calories if they're hungry 
And in fact, the Nature Communications is where this study is. But the real answer is a little bit more complex because they sometimes would go more often back to the less caloric benefit, but that wasn't the majority of them. Um, they found that they could actually change the, fl- the, the way that the fly decided. And uh, interestingly, interesting stuff. It, it's a big feedback loop. They, they thought maybe it was just top down, but it's not. It's actually a big feedback loop, and they were able to affect it. That's pretty cool. I guess that's why they do those things at Yale. <laughs> I guess that's why. Ah. Yeah, now that's true. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful catfish, but this is um, the flathead, the yellow cat. I love them. They're, that's what I, I knew growing up. They are actually not um, bottom feeders. They are predators, and they're real muscular fish because they're chasing things all the time. <laughs> it's a different fish. Thank you, John. A little fish info. I'm not a fish person. Don't start, but I have to tell you that's a beautiful fish he sent in. Just lovely. Um, let's see. Chance has planted a crepe myrtle. Says I know it was at the wrong time, but I planted it, and I can't tell if it needs more water, um, or what have I done? Should I, can I tell from the picture? Well, um, the, it looks pretty good. I, I will tell you that if you didn't do any pruning on this thing when you planted it, and it begins to wilt out on the ends of the tips of the branches, because there are quite a few little branches here. You can trim a couple of inches off of each of those, and that will help reduce the transplant shock. Um, I would, at this point, water it every day slowly. I wouldn't put more than two inches of mulch at the most around the base of the tree. And I also um, would seriously consider taking a couple of the lower limbs off because they just are causing it to transpire so rapidly. Just those very ones close to the ground. You don't need those anyway. So take those off. Trim the others back just a little bit if the tree wilts. And water it slowly and deeply every afternoon when you get home from work. Or in the morning. It doesn't matter when. Just slowly is the point. So that you get lots of water and encourage those roots to go deep. Um, If you haven't used something, a compost tea or a perhaps root stimulator fertilizer, if you haven't used any of that, that's all okay, too. But it, it's a good-looking tree. I think you're going to be happy with it. It actually looks like it's far enough away from the house, too. So I, congratulations. <laughs> oh, I don't even – I'm, I'm such a fortunate person that unless I am talking to somebody who has the experience or watching a movie, I don't have to think about shrapnel very often. You, you would admit that that is a, a blessed life, okay? But when I read this, all I could think about was how crazy it seems. And I, I want to talk to you about it. I, I want to talk to Hilda first, but I want to... I, I had no idea that anything that blew out of a black hole in space could actually continue its form. But this thing is... Uh, this thing's going two million miles an hour. Whew, I can't keep up with that. Hilda from Hattiesburg, let's talk. What's on, what's on your mind? What are you planting now? I have a geranium I want to divide and repot. Mm-hmm. Is it time to do it now? Should I wait? You certainly can do it now as long as you can keep the pots in a shaded location for a little while till they can recover. If it's crowded, though, and because we obviously want it to bloom this fall, that's one of their best flowering times. 
So if we we can do that and go ahead and do that, but make sure that you do give it a chance to recover. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Hydrangeas. Do I need to divide and repot them now? No. They're a little bit too woody. They're they're going to suffer more and wilt more and have more transplant shock problems. I would wait for them until even late October, early November will be fine. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Thank you, ma'am. Good to hear from Hattiesburg. Appreciate it. I had a friend um, when I was a young woman named Hilda, and I've always thought it was one of the niftiest names. It just says everything. It's a great, great word. Great, great word. Um. Fun stuff, though. I tell you, I have to tell you about this weird, weird. When when scientists from Boston University call something weird, it's got to be way out of the norm because that's not a word they're going to use. But about two thousand light years from Earth, there is a star going two million miles an hour towards the Milky Way. Now, once again, we have given it. A name that makes only sense to the astronomers and, and astrophysicists. LP forty question mark three sixty five. If I were, if I got this as a code in a game somewhere, I would think that it was referring to a, a long playing, possibly forty year old record that you could play three hundred sixty five days a year. I mean, obviously that's not what it means, but it, this is a unique breed. They say that these are very very rare. In other words of fast-moving stars that are pieces of massive white dwarf stars that exploded through, you know, came through an explosion and survived it. That's just crazy. It's almost certainly leaving the galaxy, according to the folks there at Boston University. But why? (laughs) Why is it doing this? Excuse me. The Astrophysical Journal letters are letting us know that this is, in fact, star shrapnel. And other stars do have catastrophic pasts, but we just have not been able to document them or to see them happening. I learned something else in here. You know, I always think we need to learn something every day. I, I knew that I knew that everything rotates. Okay, I get that. Our sun, in, in, as they tell us in this particular story, um, the sun rotates slowly. Our sun on its axis every twenty-seven days. Okay, but out in elsewhere, that rotation is a lot faster, needless to say, or things couldn't keep moving because we understand that force and dynamics are what propel things. And in this particular case, this, this, this the reason we can see this star fragment that has survived a supernova, they believe, is because it's rotating every nine hours, which is slow, or we wouldn't be able to see it. I love that. What a great thing. What a great, great thing. Jason's in Laurel on the ceasefire text line. He says the little magnolia was a volunteer, and in February they transplanted it. Um, it stayed alive, but it looks terrible. It doesn't look that terrible. Um, I think, Jason, if it was mine, I would, at, at this particular point, give it a little bit of root stimulator fertilizer or one of the winterizer formulas, the things that you can use in August on the lawn and and also on trees and shrubs. It's going to be low nitrogen, but it's going to feed the roots, and I, I think that's what I would do for it. It may be a little bit sunburned. Those don't necessarily look like sunburns, but they could be. And so you could certainly pitch a little shade over it just for this hot summer if you feel like it needs to have that. 
Uh, it's, but that's a it's a good project. When we transplant things, sometimes they have a rough first year, but they can go ahead and do just fine, just fine. <laughs> and now there's catfish with colored glass from the Arrowhead site. That's just beautiful. That's gorgeous, John. My goodness. No, this just crazy. I, I have to have to now have to tell my catfish story, and I, I hope that my friends in New Mexico that used to live in Louisiana near me are listening. Um, their dad, they had a farm in in South Louisiana, and their dad had a catfish pond. He was one of the first people to put just for your home use. That when he wasn't raising catfish to sell, but he, he had a pond put in, and we enjoyed going there so much it was a sunday from college thing go to the farm you know see everybody well the first time i went there and i found out later of course that this was the ritual um you drive in and of course the second thing out of your mouth after hello is where's the bathroom that's what everybody you've traveled you know you need to go take care of business well it's right over there and of course you go in and immediately immediately jump because there's a three and a half foot long catfish in the bathtub <laughs> swimming around <laughs> and this particular wonderful family we we had it was the best catfish in the world i mean just delicious delicious but that was the standard thing when someone was coming who had not been there before he would make sure to go out and scoop up big daddy and put him in the bathtub <laughs> but they raised catfish and we enjoyed them um, I grew up with the the catfish that John's writing about today, the the whole business of the, that that other catfish, the yellow cats. But um, I got to tell you, this one made out of glass is just beautiful. We need that on T-shirts, John. That's gorgeous. All right, here's a, here's a little van. Say good morning to our friends in the southern part of Mississippi. I hope y'all are well today. The Campbells too, and Tupelo Honey. And weekend gardening now. Come on. y'all let's take some pride and get it together for mississippi many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter put trash in its proper place and if you drive a truck remember trash blows be sure to secure your load please do your part to keep mississippi beautiful learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org that's keepmsbeautiful.org remember always protect the road secure your load Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. It's back. 
That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s Plus. Get a free 40-inch TV with every purchase. We want your old vehicle. Bring it in and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the key. Of credit. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Richland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Eclipse stock number 1772, Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795, 1999, down 3.9, 7.84, 1.0, Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. do you suppose giraffes have in common with cockatoos? Hmm? Well, you wouldn't think they'd have a lot in common, right? Cockatoos are birds. Giraffes are, well, giraffes. And frankly, the things that we know about both of them are very different until about now. It turns out, I do love when I get to say that, because it implies that we are continuously learning. You know, we're, we're, 
Human beings are questors. We are always looking for the next and the smartest and the best and the wisest and the different, and we, we just can't help ourselves. That's what we do. It's part of why we get up in the morning is to see what's going on. But in this case, now that we've studied the giraffes a little bit more, all that talk about years and years and years of elephants and books and stories and everything about how they form the families and there's the protectors and there's the the dominant ones and there's this. Well, giraffes do all that, too. They're as socially complex as any herd of elephants you've ever seen. But we didn't know that. We didn't realize it because we hadn't studied it. The University of Bristol is where this information is coming from. And really, we just misjudge them terribly. This is in Mammal Review. I love that. Great name for a journal. They've demonstrated that giraffes spend up to 30% of their lives after they're able to, this is called post-reproductive, in other words, after they've had their baby giraffes and grown up and are mature. So this is comparable to elephants, killer whales. These are things that live in social community and thus have a longer lifespan. Well, one of the things that we've begun to understand, of course, is that there are survival benefits, we call it the grandmother benefit, to having us old ones, (laughs) the elders, the venerable, the wisers, well, whatever you want to call us, the, 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 the grandmother hypothesis suggests that one of the reasons females live longer than males in most species, including humans, is so that they can help to raise the successive generations. Now, I tend to think that, that that's one of those things we've laid in on top, all right? We not, we, we, men have traditionally been the harder laborers. Not, not everyone, not every single person, but that traditionally does lead to a shorter lifespan. Okay, so there's part of that. But that may have been in the greater meta point of view so that the older women could help raise the next generation. I don't know, but we, that's what they're looking at. That's what they think. What they're understanding is that giraffes are likely to engage in cooperative parenting and to contribute to the shared parental care um, really is one of the hallmarks of a highly socialized environment and, and community. So, guess what? That's one of the ways, that's how giraffes teach other giraffes, but it's also happening in cockatoos. And we have, we really, they don't, you don't even have to be old in cockatoos. Cockatoos are such mimics and such really brilliant, um, able to watch what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. In this case, they have spread their novel behavior. And by that, of course, we understand novel always just means singular. That um, This is lifting the garbage bin lids and getting the food out of the garbage can. You wouldn't think that would necessarily be that attractive to cockatoos, but in Science um, Journal, we understand now a bunch of different places have tested this, have gone back through all the old research, and have taken a look at what's what. And what they have found out, they watched a sulfur-crested cockatoo open a closed garbage bin. And then this was a great opportunity to keep watching as it taught other ones how to do it. And that's the more they look, the more we're able to see, all right? The more we look, the more we're able to understand. And the more we look, the more often the cockatoo is clearly not genetically predisposed to do this, but it is a learned behavior. So I love this. Only because they live in community can one teach the next to do it? So it's the same thing as the giraffes. Um, by the way, 
uh, Australian, if you if you know anybody in Sydney or anywhere in Australia, they can continue to keep the monitors going there. It's the bin opening survey <laughs> to keep keep an eye on the cockatoos. I like that. Both the Max Planck Society and the National Geographic Society are funders of the cockatoo projects. So that tells you a bit about how important they are. Delta Danny is sending in making rainbows in the Delta. That's beautiful. Um, it's irrigation systems. And, of course, yeah, they do. It's just a beautiful, beautiful sight. Thank you for sending that to me. Y'all know how I love that. Love, love, love that. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what's – there's something in, in the environment in here today that has decided to stop me up. <coughs> and I apologize for that. I'm going to open all the doors <laughs> at the break and try and get it out of here. Um, let's see. Um Oh, the JJ. Now that's funny, Perkinston. I had an umbrella crested cockatoo. Lovely, lovely. Um, very smart. Very destructive. <laughs> very loud. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to tell them. But that's very true. Uh, we we hear that about, particularly because you know parrots live a long time, and when they do, they can often outlive their people. Sometimes they don't like the next people as much as they liked the previous people. Sometimes they like them better, and that can be helpful. But you know, it's it's a they are definitely a real thing. <laughs> oh, how many times have we had the opportunity? This is so fun. If I had known, if I had known that any of this was coming, I might have actually gone into lizardology as my major in college i don't know but the fascinating thing to me the whole business about gecko pads and the whole how thing how we walk you know dancing on the ceiling and all the things that that geckos and lizards can do what we are really this is just so great i love love that we're finally to a point where it's it's being we're getting to a summary point because it seems like every three or four months there's been another study revealing the power of the gecko foot pad this is coming again from Washington University in St. Louis. They've done a lot of this work. They, <laughs> they analyzed the data from 2,600 lizard species worldwide. <laughs> Did you know that there were 2,600 lizard species? I didn't. There's more than that. Oh, good heavens. But as we do understand, lots of lizards are phenomenal climbers. Now, all of the friendly lizards at my house are known as Larry. Larry and his family are all over the plants. They have a big time. Uh, they're over on one side. They're on the, the more tropical type things that they like to hang out on because they get to stay green and be there. But in the precarious world of treetops, you know, who which, which gecko can get there? Which lizard can do it? Well, three particular groups of lizards out of this 2600 species three different groups of them the geckos the skinks and the anoles uh-huh my favorites are just terrific in a particularly remarkable remarkable accessory they have sticky pads on their fingers and their toes <laughs> it's not just one pile well, not just one pad they're on their all their fingers and all their toes i love that it is indeed the key for arboreal lizards to interact with the environment. Padless lizards can't do it. They slip and slide. They fall off. They come, you know, they get they get up there and they can't get back. Pretty interesting. Oh, my goodness. 
We have blown through an hour, my friends. Thinking about those who have gone on, thinking about those who are yet to come. This is Weekend Gardening. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. If an education can help you prepare for a career change, here's an opportunity. University of Phoenix is awarding up to a million dollars in new scholarships this month. You could earn between $2,000 and $3,000 in a non-cash tuition scholarship. See which one you may qualify for at phoenix.edu. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi has some of the highest paid public officials in the nation, according to a new report from the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. CEO Douglas Carswell says Mississippi taxpayers have a right to know how much top public officials are paid. What is so shocking about this report is the extent to which it is unaccountable officials who are paid these enormous amounts. You would expect, I think, logically that the state governor would have the highest salary in a state, but The state governor doesn't even make the list. In fact, the state governor wouldn't even make a list of the top 100. To see the full report, visit supertalk.fm. And a new five-state interstate could be getting close to reality. An amendment approved by the Senate was added to the pending infrastructure package in Congress. I-14 would run from Midland, Texas, through Natchez and Vidalia, Louisiana, to Augusta, Georgia. It must be approved by the House, Senate, and signed by the President. I'm Andy Davis. 
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Is asking someone if they're vaccinated a HIPAA violation? Attorney Pepper Crutcher answered that question during an appearance this week on Supertalk Mississippi. The scope of things that people think are covered by HIPAA has gotten literally to the comic level. No, that is not a HIPAA violation. Very few things are actually HIPAA violations. And a bookstore in Laurel is connecting children in that town to children in Wetumpka, Alabama through a unique pen pal program. Sonia Dykes is owner of the bookstore in the window. She told Rebecca Turner on Super Talk's Good Things how the idea came about. It was just rolling around in my mind. You know, the children, the kids now, they don't write letters. You know, they're texting and they're emailing and they're not spelling words all the way out. And that just drives me nuts, by the way. And so they don't write and they don't address envelopes. And so I thought, well, what a lost art. Dykes partnered with Sweet Home Books in Wetumpka. And so far, 11 pairs of children are participating in the program. I'm Andy Davis. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Another sure sign that we're getting closer to the start of college football is the release Associated Press preseason top 25 poll. Here's the way they look as they were released this week. Alabama is ranked number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Texas A&M number four, Notre Dame number five, Oklahoma is six, Georgia is number seven, Cincinnati, the Bearcats number eight, Iowa State ninth, Northwestern rounding out the top ten. Then it's BYU, Indiana, the Florida Gators number 13, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, Iowa, Liberty, North Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma State, rather, in the top 20. Then it's Southern Cal, Miami Hurricanes, Ball State, San Jose State, and Buffalo rounding out the preseason top 25. Only four Southeastern Conference teams ranked in the top 20 in preseason's AP poll. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. 
The biggest induction ceremony in Pro Football Hall of Fame history will take place this weekend in Canton, Ohio. First of all, this afternoon at 4.30, the class of 2020 will be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then on Sunday, the class of 2021 will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Sunday in Canton, Ohio. The NFL Network will have both of them beginning at 4.30 today and 5 o'clock on Sunday. And the USA Olympic team has a chance for three gold medals this weekend in baseball. The USA will take on Japan for the gold medal in baseball on Saturday. And in the men's basketball, the USA team will take on France for the gold medal in men's basketball. And then the women will take on Japan in the women's Olympic basketball game, gold medal game on this weekend. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening. Woo-wee, it's August. Can you imagine? Yes, indeed. You might be here live with me, and I hope you are. Come on, give me a call. Super Talk call line is 888 The C Spire text line is pretty hot this morning, 601-879-4395. I welcome you to use both of those. And if you are listening to a rebroadcast, just sit back and hear what all's happening in the green world and in other people's gardens. You know, sometimes that's fun. Um, I'm not quite as croaky as I was in the previous hour, but that's because of the um, radio host's instant packet. You keep hot tea in your purse, well, or your pocket, or your, I don't know, whatever guys carry their stuff in. But in my case, it's my notebook. And yes, it is helping. So that's good. Um, I think, I think, I think maybe we're a little too clean in here, you know? We, we clean the studio. Maybe I've done that a little too much today. We'll see. But I'm doing all right. Whatever you're doing, I hope it has something to do with your garden. And uh, this is such a lovely, lovely opportunity for us to talk about things. Um, I don't see the picture. Corinne, let me send me send me a photo. Uh, it's still not here yet. Anyway, uh, her daughter, her granddaughter's been out in the woods. That's fun, looking at stuff. I have been uh, chasing the lizards and and photographing them, having a big time doing that because they're so cute. I have to tell you though that my squirrel, the squirrels, my squirrels, the squirrels that live in my yard. They don't, I don't claim them, and they certainly don't claim me. Got mad at me. The biggest oak tree that is the nearest to my house that's left um, and seems to be fairly stable, thank you, Mr. Fuldrum, it's in one piece, um, has a big knot on it, always has had, and the squirrels love to perch on it and bark and carry on and, you know, make general noises at everybody. But I have recently (laughs) moved a plant on in a container underneath that space because it was the perfect space for it. It happens to be a very, very seriously sharp-edged Dracaena Draco. And the first time that the squirrel decided to jump into the container and try and climb out on it, because it's, it's about four feet long, it's a long thing, and has all these spiky things all over it, um, <laughs> the squirrel didn't like it. 
and got really mad at me. I'm pretty sure there were curse words that even I don't know in that tirade. Um, but, but it's it's quite something. When you live in a garden long enough, you get to know some of the creatures, and some of them get to know you, and they don't always like what you're doing. So this was a, a funny experience for me to have the literally they, they're always shouting and carrying on but in this case they were really angry with me for putting something there that was so spiky I, I think it's cute it looks good there it's going to grow there and plus because it's against the tree it doesn't poke me when i go past that it's gotten so big that i had to get it out of the space it was in i don't know what i'm going to do this winter probably throw a tent over it because it's too spiky to bring inside and i don't know that it can tolerate an entire winter outdoors. We, we'll see. We shall see. I have been celebrating uh, Night Blooming Sirius, but I would be remiss if I did not also add to that celebration with the Night Blooming Jasmine, which is not a jasmine at all. It is a cestrum, and if you have one, it is cestrum nocturnum. They are a tropical plant. Sometimes can come back in subtropical areas, but not always. And they are, um, they're, they're beautiful, beautiful plants though. Unlike the night blooming cereus that will have several flowers and then a few days or weeks later have several more flowers. Um, I, I usually enjoy about three flushes from the, the, my biggest plant. My little plants don't, aren't blooming yet. They're just getting bigger. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But there's plenty of room for all kinds of night bloomers if you stick to the ones that are sort of annual-oriented, and that would be the night-blooming jasmine. And, of course, the plant that's usually called wild tobacco because it is Nicotiana, but it's Nicotiana alata. And in, if you've seen, if you've grown Nicotiana, you've probably grown Little Nicky or one of the, the other hybrids that are its relatives. They're two and a half feet tall approximately. They have beautiful flowers on them. But in this particular case, this is the parent. And Nicotiana alata is very, very sweet, blooms only at night, and will have a, a sort of a tufted base and then a spike that comes up. It'll be taller, three feet or so at least. Both of those are fun to have blooming, and they will bring on just a frenzy of night-flying moths, which is a really good plant, good good thing to have in your garden to uh, for them to enjoy. I like it. Um, I got a question this past week, week before last, actually now, about uh, whether or not the... The, whether or not you need to redo the soil if you're growing tomato plants in soil in a container or whether you can reuse it. You can reuse it for other things, but not tomatoes. It's just like in, in the ground anywhere else. Um, they need to be, you need to rotate those tomatoes to another soil because they'll, they'll get problems. They'll have nematodes. They'll have soil-borne pathogens. Both of those things can be a problem in containers as well. So, yes, if you have earth boxes, they really do need to, uh, go, the, they need to go the other direction. Um, okay, let's see now. Where are we going? We've got phone call. Oh, good. Oh, it's J.J. and Parkinson. Good morning. Welcome in. What's on your mind? Hello, J.J. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had him up here. Forgive me. I was looking at the wrong screen. Um, one of the questions that comes up at this time of the year also is, how do I take care of those tomatoes? They're still making some fruit, but they've got some messed up leaves, 
And my question to you is, how devoted are you to them? If it's a really good tomato plant and not not more than a third of it is blighted or damaged in some way, it's worth trying to keep. Take off all the damaged leaves, fertilize the plant, give it some water, and see whether or not it can put on some new growth. Good morning, J.J. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Hey, J.J. Good morning, you wonderful lady. I'm glad you're on my radio, as Thank always. You. Thank you. Hey, I got some information. I'm a handyman, and it's been a really good season for me because people have had water lines and AC lines getting busted up in their attic. These new houses that they got, they're putting these plastic lines up in their attics. As the heat comes in, rats will come in, rodents will come in. People are making a mistake and they're throwing poison up in their attic. Uh. Nine out of ten times, the poison that they're using is the poison that causes them to dehydrate and makes them look for water sources. Right, and then they'll chew through the pipes. them out of the house. Yeah, then they'll chew through the pipes. Well, yeah, yeah they won't leave them a way out. They'll yeah. seal up where they're coming in. Always remember, leave them a way out. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, JJ. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to pile on because I once came home to a property that had been ill-treated for a rodent population, and... Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to be ugly, but for a couple of years, when you slammed one of the doors, I swear you could hear the bones falling in the wall. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. So it was a hundred year old house. It was way out in the country, but whoo, was it? It was a surprise. It really was. Um, and and he's right. You have to be very careful about that stuff. I will also tell you that our friends, uh, Bonine's not on with me as a sponsor this year, but they make a really really good packet of herbal things that's basically rosemary and a few other things that you can put up in the attic and leave the way for them to get out it won't it doesn't it's not a poison but it is something that is repellent to to all sorts of mice and and rodent family members i don't know if how the nutria would feel about it but i'm hoping not to have any nutria in my house so good advice thank you jj and he's right everybody's been trying to get something fixed and 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 uh redone this this last recently period of time let's face it everything is in need of being repaired um and there's there's no doubt about that one of the things that we didn't really understand i don't think when we began doing school and work and everything from home was just how many hours a week of more wear and tear that is we think about the wear and tear on our cars and our clothes when we go out to work every day we didn't think about the fact that it's also going to be wear and tear on your house when you stay in it now that of course brings us to the discussion of the day and i would be remiss if i did not tell you that i am one of those people that is in the vulnerable category so if you all will please think about me Think about your family members. Think about your friends. Think about your church family, perhaps. And remember that when the way things, the way viruses work is not the same way every month. The same thing is true in your garden, but it's worse, of course, when it's people. And right now we're looking at, now we've got the Delta, and now they're looking at another variant coming along. I fully expect that my doctor will advise me to take a booster shot come the fall. That's fine with them. I'm fine with that. And I, I just hope that you all will consider what you're doing. Be serious about it. Understand that it doesn't have to happen to you for it to happen close by. And with that, of course, I have to say just that that's, that's 
what we don't want to happen. So please be careful. I need all y'all here on the radio with me. <laughs> so that's what I need you to do. Okay? Okay. Oh, going batty. We've been talking about this for months. I still do, I do not have a bad house. I'm probably not going to have a bad house, but I do have a neighbor that has a bad house, and I have another friend that has a bad house, and it's just turning into a whole thing. Why? Because we have so many more mosquitoes than we used to have, and bats eat mosquitoes. That's the main reason, is that a bad house can help a whole lot in, in maintenance of your garden, and particularly if you are in, in like me, I live near a canal. You may live near another water source, and no matter what you do, there's still water and mosquitoes. So I want to encourage you um, to, to go with a basic bathhouse. But the other thing we need to understand, it's kind of like the birdhouse that I have that's made out of metal that's just beautiful, but the birds don't go in it because it's too hot. In this case, the bathhouse needs to be light-colored wood. It needs to be on a pole or on the side of a building that is gets a little shade in the afternoon. We don't want to cook the bats. We want them to find a place to, to be able to get into and to also to get out of um, and, and at least 15 feet, maybe even further off the ground because you want them to be able to, to fly in and then fly out again and eat all of those mosquitoes all the way along the way. I've gotten three or four um, notes from friends that are on the uh, – Garden Mama weekly mailing list. Um, they're admiring the cat, but they want to know what I did to get the cat to look like that. I didn't do anything. That's what the cat looks like. <laughs> this cat literally looks like he's flying, but he's 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 truly just that's what he does. Um, one of the questions that had come that come up this week was, of course, um, how do you keep the cats out of the flower bed? How do you keep the dogs from digging up plants and that those sorts of things? So I did reflect on that a little bit. You can get information about the newsletter from me and about any number of other things. If you're using my other email addresses, I don't know it anymore. It's been several years now since that email was the old email was active. So please look at your contact list if you've got me in it and do Mama on air at yahoo.com. Now, you can also come over to patreon.com slash garden mama, join the community there and get the newsletter and any number of other things. It's, it, we're growing every, every week and I'm very happy about that. It makes me very, very happy. Lee in Gulfport says, uh, that the neighbors have a bad house, but the bats always find a way to get into her attic or his attic. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're clever and, you can kind of see what a bat house really does is provide shelter, provide shade, and provides a way out of the rain. So it, it's a problem. If you are going to need to remove bats, please call the professionals. Don't don't just go up there with a broom and start screaming. That's not going to work. Well, it might work, but you also might get bit, um, and that's not a good idea. Um, so I want you to be careful with that. But if you if if the neighbors and obviously you have to seal up your house to the extent that you can so that they can't um, get get that, you know, get that one. Okay? Okay. Um, Ken has asked a question about which of the, the, which of the vaccines. I, I'm, I would like, until someone tells me otherwise, I would like to stay with the one that I got. And um, so I don't, I don't those, they, they operate in two different ways, the one-shot versus the two-shot pattern. They operate in different ways. So unless my doctor tells me that I need to go to a different sort, I would stay with the same one. But they'll tell me when the time comes. Because guess what? 
science studies stuff all day long. That's what they do. And that's why when we get the results of these data studies, we get the results of these different things that they're doing to keep up with all this stuff, we have to let them process it. (laughs) And then they tell us what's happening. Okay? So I'm listening to my doctor. Um, Let's see. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, that's lovely. Andrea's in Madison. She went to Starkville today. Congratulations on a new apartment for the daughter. I like that. And uh, there's Wisteria. If you're going to grab a piece, grab a large piece (laughs) of that Wisteria because you're going to want to bury some of it to get it to root. At this time of year, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a little bit more difficult than it would be at other points in the year. But Wisteria is one of those plants that we you either like it or you don't like it. And I, I must confess, I looked in, in the back garden, and there's some places. My, my neighbor has taken down more trees, so I have more bamboo, and now I have more wisteria. And all of that came from his property onto mine years and years ago, and has been the constant um, fighting off the bar- barrier, you know, <laughs> to try and keep that barrier in one piece and not have it take over the rest of the house. But now that he's put up a fence, it's a real mess. And I'm happy to say it's getting better every week, getting the opportunity to, to do a little bit more about it. Um, let's see now. Yeah, let's look at Corinne's picture, see if I can identify this. Um, No, I can't. But I have to get in there and stare at the leaf. I think I, think I know what it is, but I have to look. Alvin and Brandon asks if should aloe be fertilized. Yes. Um, I use almost anything in, in, in that. By that, I mean it needs a little bit of a complete fertilizer a couple of times a year. I grow four or five aloes in containers, and generally speaking, I give them whatever is left over in, in something that I'm watering something else with. In my case, it would be either a, a, a usually it's a miracle Grow soluble organic fertilizer because that's what I'm using on the food. But it could be something else because I'm not going to eat the aloe, so it might get a little it might get a little touch of something else every now and then. Um, let's see now. Wow, so much going on. I'm going to look at Corinne's fruits, see if I can figure out what that is, and um, I will consider some of these ideas that y'all are giving me about bats. But I'm probably not going to pass them along. I'm telling you, call the pros if your attic's full of full of them. Call the pros. All right, all right now. You know this is Lucinda, and you know how I love her. So come on now, let's get right. This is Weekend Gardening. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. 
Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injury. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. Mojo would swallow things whole, a chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappear. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Well, I have some news I don't necessarily want to bring to you, but I got to. Got a letter this week uh, from Dr. Broderick at uh, 
Mississippi State Extension. And, of course, we've been talking about the fact that we were going back to a live program. And there is a live program, still Fall Garden, Fall Flower and Garden Fest, but it's not going to be the Friday-Saturday big blowout that it has been in previous years. As he says, um, after much consideration and in the interest of public safety from the rising cases and the low vaccination rate, as well as the major personnel shortages at the Truck Cops Experiment Station, they're not going to have vendors. In other words, they can't accommodate more people at the Truck Crops Experiment Station, and they don't want to set up an environment that is not safe for them, for the people that work there or for any of the rest of us. However, there will be the fest over the whole five days of the week, okay, 9 a.m. to noon. So there will be lots and lots of programs, lots of opportunities to come out and tour the gardens, which is really the basis of the whole thing anyway. So I will be telling you more about it as I get more about it. But um, that that letter came to me this week, and, um, well, I'm – I just have to say that it's a smart approach. We have to be careful and we have to be wise and we don't want to look back and say that one particular event was a bad decision. Jim and Laurel, are you growing tomatoes still, sir? No, ma'am. I'm, I'm fixing to go get some if it's not too late to put them in the ground. If you've got tomato plants, it's today's a great day. Go for it. Get me some. You say the Roman tomatoes are the best this time of year? Well, a lot of people say that because they are tend to be a thicker walled tomato, you know, anyway, that they are easier to grow. But anything that is going to be available now is going to be one that's been grown for the hot weather. In other words, you may find solar set, you may find heat wave, you know, you're going to find names that kind of tell you. There's one Hawaiian in something or other. There's another one. It's another one you find. But bonding plants, folks also have one that's uh, it's summer something. I'm not really sure, but there, there's several of them that are intended for hot weather, and that's what you're looking for. The idea is that not only can they tolerate growing in it, but they have a slightly higher temperature at which they can set fruit, so they're likely to start setting fruit for you sooner than something else might. Okay. You talked about dogs and cats getting you flower beds earlier. Yeah, a lot of people worry about that because it just happens, you know. Well, Garden Mom, I moved out here back in 76, and there was a what they called, they told me was a bridal bouquet, bouquet growing in my yard. It was real bushy. Spirea, mm-hmm. And uh, I had cut it down. I have cut it down. I burned it one time. It still come back. There yeah. was a neighborhood dog come by and done his business right on top of that plant, and it died. Well, there, the scientists who measure these things would tell you that there was an awful lot of urea in that business. <laughs> That's what killed your plant. Now, the vulnerability of the plant, too, because it had been cut down and come back and cut down and come back, that's not easy on the plant. But, yes, if dogs are allowed to do their business consistently in the same place, you end up with a lawn that looks like it has polka dots, okay, because there's spots in it where it can't grow where the dogs have been. That's absolutely true. You all your show every Saturday morning. Sometimes I call, sometimes I don't. But y'all have a great weekend. God bless, and uh, just keep on keeping on. Thank you, Jim. Good to hear from you today. I hope that those tomatoes are going to be your friends. <laughs> it's hard to know what you're going to find at the Garden Center because it's, it's, it's a little different every week at this time of year. But it's worth a good look. Why not? Why not? Um, Corinne, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm continuing to look at this. The, it's, it's terribly familiar, but it didn't come up as what I thought it was, so I have to continue to look at this plant. And if you don't hear back from me, send me this picture, mamaonair at yahoo.com. And if I can't get it, I'll throw it into the app and my my tree people will. Yes, I do have tree people. (laughs) 
among other things. <laughs> have succulent people, too, if you need to talk to somebody about succulents, and I don't know the answer. Um, I'm happy to say that they are they're very helpful folks. I'm real, I'm going, I don't repeat things too often, but I think this is so important that in terms of the top of the news in Garden Mama World this week, I want to make sure that anybody that didn't hear it knows and hears from me that the American Heart Association is letting us know that eating a plant-centered diet, both during young adulthood and in women of a certain age, as we say, or what is technically the term is postmenopausal women, okay? We're, we're the people who benefit the most from this. And it is, in fact, very measurable, very specific, and I hope that you will pay attention to it because we all need to eat better anyway, and we got a lot of choices here of what we can grow and when to grow it, and right now is a great time to grow almost every vegetable that you like. Okay? Let's see. Um, black circles on the leaves of hydrangeas and on the east side of the house um yeah that's a fine place for them and yes the leaf spots are not unusual it's it's circospora that um has is that forms in the humid environment and it's been very very rainy so both of those two things contribute to that problem and they're that's it's it's not an issue in the long term because next year will probably be drier than this year but when the leaves fall off Remove them from the area, whether it's now or later later on in the fall. You don't want to compost those, and you don't really want to leave them there. If the problem persists, then next spring you'll want to begin, as the leaves come out on the plant, you'll begin spraying with a fungicide to help allay that problem. But it's not a, not uncommon at all. It's a big problem that we have a lot. Lots and lots of hydrangeas get it. Usually it's Usually it's superficial. Okay, usually it's just superficial. Paulette, oh, Paulette, I haven't heard from you in ages. How's things in Star? We're making it all right. We've had some bouts with COVID, but we're making it okay. All right, well, that's good Uh, to know you're okay. uh, I used to put uh, good many potty plants on the front porch, and I couldn't keep cats out of them. And even the kittens out of them get in there and do their business. And I started putting pine cones Mm -hmm. in the top of the pots and it kept them out i think that's real real smart um i I like pine cones some people will use gravel mulch you know if if it's something that it just really depends on what the cat doesn't like you know i have used little pieces of wire i've also sat out in my courtyard with a water pistol (laughs) when i had a new kitten (laughs) to teach the kitten now where not to be you know and uh, I think that you're. I think you're on the right track with the pine cones. I like that very much. Okay. Y'all be well, you have a good day. Take care. Stay healthy, please, ma'am. Take care of yourself and everybody else there. That's a good bunch of gardeners, by the way, folks in Star. Um, today's word: subducted. Mm-hmm, that's right. Sand and mud subducted off the coast of California about 75 million years ago came back up to the Earth's crust. How did it do that? What does subducted mean? Well, of course, subducted is geologic term for one plate on, you know, the, how the plates fit together that, that that's the Earth. Well, one plate gets underneath the other. It subducts it. It decreases its profile by getting underneath the other one. It can also be considered as a subtraction. It can be considered as um, uh 
a, a, a reduction, but it's it's subduction because it's geologic. Okay, they crazily enough, they actually come back up through the mantle as diapers, d i a p i r s, which is a thing. It's a it's a it, well, it's like a blob in a lava lamp. So if you can see the earth, the inside of the earth this way, I love the University of Wyoming's modeling. They've done computer modeling to understand that the way that that sand and mud that's subducted under the California coast has come back up to the top, to the mantle, is that they just literally are found at the surface of the earth, far, far inland, places like the Mojave Desert. But they can trace this and they can track it and they can tell you that it is the same thing. It's in the August issue of the Journal Geology. The rocks started out as sediment eroded from the Sierra Nevada mountains down to the ocean and they ended up in the subduction trench, which is kind of, if you think about the Marianas Trench, the ocean's full of trenches actually, but this is one of the ones that's famous. Then there, they went 20 miles into the earth as the whole thing subducted, okay? As it went underneath one, went underneath the other. And then eventually they came back up. This is so interesting. This is just great stuff. I'm not going to be a geologist, but I do find that if we can understand a little bit more about how things work, we're going to be doing a better job of understanding what we need to do to take care of them. Um, and in that regard, there's a lot of studies lately to tell us about what really we we need to be doing, uh, not only about what we need to be eating, but how we need to be taking care of forests. There's a big study out this, this past week to tell us that conserved areas, in other words, areas of foresting that have been protected and conserved in some way, still lose and get deforested to an extent. But it's only about half as much as the areas that don't get any kind of protection or any kind of attention. That's a lot. Williams in Harmontown, welcome in. Thank you so much for calling. What's on your mind today? Uh, good morning. Uh, I've got really two questions. One of them just kind of in passing, seeing how we just seems like had our first week of fall this week. <laughs> for a minute. Do you, think I, <laughs> do you think I should plant my greens a little bit early this year? Mm, that's a tough one. I'm... You know, I, I did. I had the same experience that you did. I went out and said, oh, maybe I can plant radishes. <laughs> but I decided to wait another week. <laughs> so I'm going to wait until about the 20th of August for the greens and the those. Now, I'm in Zone 8. You know, I'm right in central Mississippi. So I'm waiting a little bit. But there's people already out there starting, I know. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting started, too. I was just talking about getting my green plots going this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. And then I... Notice 60 degree temperature. I'm like, man, I may not already need to be in the ground. Well, we hope so. We hope that that would would persist. But of course, we're we're not even to September in the height of hurricane season and storms and stuff, and that can t- send our temperatures right back into the oven. You know, so we just we don't. Well, the main question, yes, sir. The missus wants to grow potatoes next year. Oh, good. And. I got that old, great, lovely Mississippi red clay. What am I going to be up against the need to know in advance on growing potatoes? Oh, oh, this is this is one of my favorites. February is going to be the time to plant them. So you have from now until February to come up with something to plant them in. It can be a three-foot circle of um, welded wire. It can be a... Uh, the, the the inside, if you think about the inside basket in a washing machine that has all the holes in it, 
That's ideal. But you can create that, of course, with a trash can that you put holes in. What I'm saying is you got to get it above ground. One of my favorite um, potato, in fact, I used it again this year, is uh, a, a, a container that cattle feed actually came in. It's a gigantic plastic tub that's about three feet across and two feet deep. And by drilling holes in it, big holes in it, I was able to make enough space for it to drain properly. But what we found in these heavy soils, because I live on clay also, what we found in heavy soils is that the potatoes need the help of a little bit of soil, but a whole lot of rotten leaves in that container. You put about two inches in the bottom of it, put in the potatoes, put in some fertilizer, and then as they grow, you fill it in with more soil and potatoes so that that stem has that whole three or four feet of container to grow in. And that's where your potatoes make. And it's a whole lot easier than trying to dig a hole. Yeah, I grow leeks like this, too, if you if anybody's interested in growing leeks. Because you also have to have that white, you know, you want to make their, their neck and all white. So you put them, start them in the bottom, and then fill them up as you go, too, because it's just so hard. You can grow carrots like that. But we, we have, a, we have luckily, we have carrots that only have to be about four inches long. So we can grow those in most of our even heavy soils. But if you want to grow some of the ones that, you know, are as tall as your children, you'll have to get them in a container. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tell her that, that, tell her that there is nothing better than the potatoes that we grow ourselves because they get ready just about at Mother's Day. And you look like, you look like such a champ when you're harvesting your own potatoes for Mother's Day. It's just wonderful. <laughs> it's a great way to go. Thank you very, very much. She's given you a good idea. Now you just got to find a space for it. Mike in Houston, what's up? Hey, well, Mike. I am harvesting now my black-eyed Susans. Oh, good. And uh, uh, you always wait to the brown brown stem, and everything's all black on top and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there... It's all the black-eyed Susans the same. I've seen some of them got the petals are straight out, and I've seen some of them that got the petals drooping down like 45 degrees. Yeah, there's many different ones. Um, there, there are, there. In fact, there's actually yellow rudbeckias that look just like a cone flat that, that have a big nose. You know, look like um, a a black-eyed Susan, except for that big nose and the petals droop all the way down. But there are many rudbeckias that have different patterns in the petals and even have different size leaves. There's a whole boatload of them. I'll tell you who's really smart in that particular world, the cut flower growers, because they're all growing different kinds of rudbeckias for their bouquets. They're they're finding great success with them. Thank you for calling today. Appreciate it. What? Thank you. Appreciate hearing from you, Mike. Send me a text if you got more, because we got to step out of here. Let J.J. Kale sing a little bit. This is Weekend Gardening. Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation offices. Farm Bureau is a grassroots organization with county offices serving all 82 counties. From Adams to Yazoo and every county in between, we have local county boards affecting change all across Mississippi. And every Farm Bureau employee is working to improve the quality of life for everyone in the state. When Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Y'all listen up. 
Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Dream, the new degree of comfort. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 
one of the things that we all have uh, come to understand one way or another is that things change over time. As one who had uh, a child with way too much diaper rash, I can tell you that the invention of paper diapers was a big, important step in many, many households across the world. However, every year, more than three million pounds of used diapers end up in the landfill. And if you have ever gone anywhere and had seen one that didn't make it to the landfill, you know how disgusting the whole proposition can be. But when you get to the landfill, it's really a mess. And and there's just no way to tell you about it. This is where we have had good news, but it has turned into too much. Reporting in Nature Communications, University of Michigan team has developed a technique and I don't know how they did this, but they're taking apart those absorbent polymers. You understand? That's the stuff that absorbs, holds everything in there and keeps it there. And to recycle them into the stuff that we make sticky notes out of. What? How wonderful would that be? This is, uh, we think about mechanical recycling a lot. We think about, you know, crushing up glass and turning it into something, shredding paper and turning it back into other paper. But in this particular case, in the, this is more of a downcycling. This is more of taking out the part that can be reused and repurposed. The rest of it is not so useful yet, but they're going to work on that. The qualities that generally make plastics desirable, their durability, um, their toughness as a, as a thing, are also part of the problem in recycling. So the polymers, the polymers are very, very stable. <laughs> That's why it's hard to get them to come apart. Therefore, this particular project not only speaks well of the University of Michigan and their work, but it is really giving hope to all of us that there will be an opportunity for these materials to be reused in a way that is practical and is something that we want. Um, what we've learned, of course, in, in trying to recycle a lot of our things is that there's not a practical use for it once it gets recycled in the volume that we create it. So there's there's small projects, and some of those work better, you know. Um, <laughs> purple LPs on the bank. I like it. I like that. Um, speaking of, of recycling things and turning them into something else, by the way, this ACS macro letters is letting us know that there's, in fact, this whole business of pine sap and how we're going to work with it. Florida State University's team discovery is a new plastic derived from pine sap. Good heavens, can you imagine? It has the potential to change an awful lot of things. It is glassy, thermally stable plastic. It can be melted and shaped. So now they got to figure out what are they how did how are we going where do we go with this it has so many structural things that resemble the plastic that we create that they really do feel like we can make a big difference um, in in bio-derived convertible substituted tri-substituted materials this is really very very interesting um, they've been doing the chemical reactions that transform the small liquid molecules to solid macro molecules the bigger ones to see how effective it was and it's working I love that that's just crazy smart really really crazy smart um, Ken wants to know how many kinds of potatoes there are well, there's sweet potatoes, which is one kind of thing, but it's an it's an ipomia. It's actually related to morning glories. Then there's the other potatoes, 
um, what we call Irish potatoes or, or starch potatoes or white potatoes. We also have red potatoes. We have purple potatoes. But they're all in that same other category that are not sweet potatoes. There's just two different things. There's a whole bunch of kinds of both, actually. But we don't. We usually only see one or two kinds of sweet potatoes, but we see more of the other kind of potatoes. Pretty interesting. Um, I do think that this could be a great fall for purple hull peas, John. If this, if this, is, <laughs> if the sixty degree temperatures keep going, they may not grow as fast as you'd like them to, but they will grow. And I think if we can keep, if we can keep our optimism about the the, the way the river rising is going to do, I think you might get some purple hulls before the end of this particular year. I'm, I'm in hopes you will, anyway. Um, next week's word was, <laughs> that's funny, parkour. I thought about saving it for next week. I, I love I love parkour. Um, these are these are testing, my, this is more about my squirrels and, and their agility, and it just makes me sad to realize how clever they are. <sighs> yes, indeed. They seem to be able to go across gaps that would be impossible, and these are not even flying squirrels. These are just squirrels. But if you if you can sit, if you have nothing else to do, sit around in YouTube and find yourself plenty of squirrels that are experiencing parkour. That is to say, learning within a very few trials how to leap much farther than they were able to leap before. Um, I understand that we all say the, the the leaping lizards, but it really should have been leaping squirrels, in my opinion, because there are so many ways that they can do this. Um, how many of the decisions of movement are shaped by our body and how many of them are actually, you know, just inherent and how many of them are learned? It's a big question. Um, I suppose we all learned a little bit about what it takes to be able to throw your body into space in finding out uh, about the the situations that gymnasts face when they get disoriented. Everybody understands that. If you've ever jumped on a trampoline and turned to flip, you know that at some point you didn't really know where you were, and it's a good thing it was a big trampoline. But if you're on a balance beam, that's not such a big space to turn around and land on. Let's think about that. It's something to pay attention to. Anyway, more about that next week, more on, on, on leaping leaping squirrels. Um, yes, there probably are 40 different kinds of potatoes. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah, right about the time that I thought um, I'd get to see all y'all in Crystal Springs, they're going to have to change the procedures, and I will keep you up to date on that as it comes along. Um, there'll be no vendors, so we have to do our plant shopping someplace else, folks. That's not going to hurt anything. We don't. We don't. We don't need to be crushing ourselves into large groups of people at this particular point in time. And indeed, um, they're going to be speakers from 9 to noon each day that week, Monday through Friday, in, in that first part of October. So I'll bring you all of that as time goes by. But if you had if you had it on your calendar, because I had said I was going to be there on Friday, I don't know yet. They're, they're going to let me know when I'll be there. And we will... We will join up and meet there and, and have a good time, I know, because the Touring Met Garden is one of my very favorite things to do, and probably yours, too. Um, I would be remiss if I did not close the program today with a God bless and hail fellow on, on your way. My old friend and fellow radio host, J.T. Williamson, passed away, and everyone already knows this. It happened a week ago. And his funeral, of course, was this week. And everyone is 
this is one of those times when you have to say to yourself, he was too young. And of course, we all believe we're too, the person is too young, but it's true. And we also have to say that he fought the hard fight, and he did. Um, his family, his fans, and all of us who are his friends will miss him tremendously. But I got to tell you, if you want to see somebody who worked hard, played hard, and fought hard, you don't have to go any farther than J.T. Williamson. I will also tack on just for a moment that I want to say rest in peace to Lee Vance, the sheriff of Hines County, who passed away this week due to COVID. We will miss him. His family is important to my family, and I'm, I'm a bit bereft. I I trust that you will find a way to work through the challenges in your life and come back right here again next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.